This episode of the NASCAR Betting Preview Show is sponsored by Atlas Hair. Now, guys, I just got one question for you. Are you ugly? Yeah, we thought so. Lucky for you, we've actually got something for that. Atlas is an elite line of hairstyling products with cologne fragrances to help quaff that mop into something straight out of Hollywood and smell like you're the guy she's going home with tonight. Half of our products also contain a hair thickening ingredient to help those of us who are getting a little thin up there to make the most of what we've got. Get started today at atlashair.com and use the promo code NASCAR for 20% off your entire order. We can't fix your face, but we could at least give you a fighting chance. Atlashair.com. That's A-T-L-A-S-H-A-I-R.com. Welcome in, race fans, to the NASCAR Betting Preview Show podcast, Xfinity Series Edition, Episode 15. My name is Mike Bachman. Welcome to the show, ladies and gentlemen. We have another great race to recap, the Shriners Children's 200 at the Glen, of course, from Watkins Glen International. We got Daytona on the docket this weekend. This show is going to be a little bit different today. Just want to preface that because I myself, yours truly, I'm not going to have much investment in the race this weekend. Super Speedway racing, as we have learned, as we know, is extremely treacherous waters. And I want to take the opportunity to talk about the playoffs. We're three weeks, three races shy of the Xfinity Series round of 12. Obviously, Cup, their regular season finale is this weekend. Going to be an absolute barn burner with one spot up for grabs. Uh, But... We'll talk a little bit of the Wawa 250. Shout out Wawa, New Jersey native here. Uh, Wawa is the place to be uh, around these parts. So that's really awesome to see. But uh, want to take the opportunity to talk about the playoffs, some stock up, stock down, some drivers, because I'm a big believer in momentum. There's a lot of momentum for drivers on multiple sides of the spectrum here as we approach the playoffs. And I just felt it would be a better use of our time, no pun intended, uh, better to talk about the playoffs and get into a little bit of a preview, maybe some predictions, uh, even touch on some of the championship prices right now because I feel like we haven't really touched upon some championship futures uh, for the Xfinity Series. So we'll get a look into that market. Uh, We'll give you a couple of names for Daytona, but just, you know, fair warning. uh, I myself will not have much investment in this race uh, just because it's super speedway racing, man. It's kind of a, it's kind of your own individual choice if you want to attack it or not. Um, but we're going to make good use of our time, and I think we got a fun show for you planned today. So enough of the intro. Crack open your favorite adult beverage on this Friday, and let's get into this. Sam Mayer, how you doing? Welcome to the multi-win club in the NASCAR Xfinity Series. Second year full-time, first year as a winner in the Xfinity Series and this one, man, was another fun one, another exciting, exciting finish, another overtime restart. And prior to this, let's circle back, actually. Let's let's circle back prior to the restart. Ty Gibbs, man, dominated this whole race. It was like a complete, complete clone of what happened at the Indy Road Course. Obviously dominated that race. Ty Gibbs was the class of the field, swept both stages here at Watkins Glen and uh, was on his way to another Xfinity Series win. But 
you know, stuff happened. Uh, we got a late race caution thanks to Justin Allgaier. A couple of late race cautions, but the overtime restart uh, thanks to just, Justin Allgaier. Of course, we'll talk about him. Have to. Uh, we always do. And uh, I'm still going to keep betting him. That's just how it is. Um, but <laughs> Sam Mayer and Ty Gibbs lining up on the final restart. And look, there was a question mark of how Sam was going to race because you know, prior to this restart, through the S's, Sam didn't feel that he was raced too cleanly by Ty, even Austin Hill, uh, for that matter, as he was kind of putting the fence a little bit, um, just wasn't given a lot of room, and Ty was obviously able to set sail. So that was a question as to how Sam Mayer was going to attack that turn one, what he was going to do, was he going to give the fender to Ty Gibbs or not, and we know what happened. Um, but... There was also the question of, does he have enough fuel to make it around? Because drivers were saving. The way some of these cautions happened, it gave drivers an opportunity to come pit. Some drivers decided to stay out. Sam Mayer was that one driver that stayed out on virtually every caution and, I mean, milked this thing to the very end. So I think there was a question of, was he even going to make it around uh, and see the, see the finish line, see the checkered flag? So there was a lot there, but man... Watching this overtime restart only because of the card that we had um, was looking extremely good, right? Just with uh, the outrights that we had, our props, you know, our, some of our matchups as well. We'll do a deep dive into the betting card in, in a minute, um, but it was looking great. So I was on the edge of my seat. I had the pleasure of watching this race uh, with NASCAR BPS's own Derek Yoder. So that was uh, awesome. By the way, best wings I've ever had in my entire life. And no bullshit, 100% true. Best wings I've ever had in, in my entire life. So shout out Derek. Um, but Sam Mayer did what he wanted to do and just took Ty out. There was no uh, no other way to look at it. Took Ty out. Fenders are fenders. You know, when they slowed that, when they slowed that replay down, I mean, you could just see the crunch of that fender uh, from Sam Mayer and the tire rub as a result, uh, which... I personally didn't even know if Sam was going to make it around, if that tire was going to hold up with the amount of smoke that he had. But uh, ultimately, uses the fender on that final restart to spin tie out. Unfortunately, Austin Hill was a casualty in that wreck, but that opened the door for Sheldon Creed and Josh Berry. Uh, and it looked like Sheldon Creed was potentially going to be on his way to his first Xfinity Series win. But in typical Sheldon Creed fashion, he misses turn seven. Sends Sam Mayer, well, Sam Mayer sends himself to the lead, uh, smooth sailing to the right to the white flag, and then ultimately the checker to score that win. Um, but Sheldon Creed was finally in the right place at the right time to capitalize on the leader's doings, whatever you want to call it, and unfortunately still could not find his way to victory lane. Uh, but a decent day for Sheldon Creed, and on a day where drivers below the cut line. Uh, most notably Parker Kligerman, I mean, notably the only driver under the cut line that was able to uh, do anything uh, in this race this this past weekend. Uh, that was huge for Sheldon Creed. Just would have been a lot more huge if he was able to come away with that win. But, you know, in looking at Sam Mayer and Ty Gibbs and how you want to feel about this, I mean, look at Sam Mayer first because obviously in the moment, I was stoked. Had a Sam Mayer 16-1 to outright had a Ty Gibbs outright. So to have 
a Sam Mayer, 16 to 1, beat out a Ty Gibbs, plus 260, plus two and a half, or whatever it was, two and a half to one, um, something like that. You know, it was uh, it was certainly bittersweet. Um, but I was fired up for Sam in the moment, and Derek could attest to that. But after like debriefing and letting it sink in and just going back and watching Sam's interview, I gotta be honest, like the whole the whole comment on the like an Xfinity series regular deserves to win this race is like that's all good and true, but wasn't a fan. I honestly was not a fan of that comment. Really could have done without it uh, because, you know, these cup guys that come in and dip down, that's a real opportunity for these Xfinity regulars to buckle down and show their stuff. And Ty Gibbs is an extremely talented race car driver. I mean, one of the top, one of the best prospects we've seen in quite a long time. Say what you want about how he got here. His talent is undeniable. And it was on display again. You know, he chooses to come down and run these races. So um, I just was not too in tune with that with that comment from Sam Mayer. But I love the confidence. I mean, he is riding high right now. And, you know, his talent shows. Uh, I said it last week. But there really, there really is something to be said about truly getting the monkey off your back when you feel like you should have won at this point in your career. Sam Mayer has now done it twice in the better half of a better part of five weeks. So, uh, you know, that was one thing I just was not terribly proud of for Sam in a sense, uh, because he took Ty out, you know, and whether an Xfinity guy or a cup guy is in victory lane, you know, you got to own your own. As for Ty Gibbs, I'm team Sam Mayer in this whole altercation, but Ty Gibbs is a savage <laughs> and I give him some, I give him some respect for clapping back at, at Sam Mayer because it was, uh, it was, it was pretty good. Uh, it was pretty good. And Sam honestly deserved it. Uh, you know, with Ty mentioning his, you know, the two wins to his 13 and you know how he's, he's up there and Sam's down here and whatever. Um, again, Ty Gibbs is an undeniable talent. Um, but I really, uh, I, I, I enjoyed his rebuttal. I enjoyed his rebuttal. And look, this rivalry, these two, this is a rooted rivalry in history. You know, these two drivers grew up racing each other uh, neck and neck throughout their careers. We remember Martinsville last year where Ty kind of beat the shit out of Sam Mayer on pit road. I mean, Ty was wearing his helmet, so tough for Sam to really combat. But uh, that was a big deal. And, you know, obviously... They remember that, and it comes back here at Watkins Glen. So definitely added some fuel to the fire, some fireworks here uh, for the end of this race. And, you know, I think if you're looking Team Sam, Team team Gibbs, I'm definitely Team, I'm definitely team Sam. I mean, uh, that was an absolutely electric way to uh, get get it out and uh, score your second career win, you know, taking out, argue, you know, probably a hated driver still uh, amongst the fan base in the NASCAR Xfinity Series. But, uh great race um let's talk about the bets now because this was a bittersweet win as i said let's say this race goes green no cautions no wrecks ty gibbs goes about and wins i mean we were on pace to sweep the card this weekend outside of one bet which was our group c bet on caesars but let's just run through the card here had four outrights i had put two out on the podcast last week and just a couple other drivers uh, to keep in mind. So Ty Gibbs and Austin Hill were my official podcast plays. Gibbs at plus 260, Hill at 22 to 1. I threw in Justin Allgaier, because I'm an idiot, at plus 850, uh, and Sam Mayer at 16 to 1. So 
We miss out on the three. We get Sam Mayer. It's our first outright since Justin Allgaier at Charlotte. So uh, Junior Motorsports has been able to come through for us in the outright market on the times that we have been able to hit and we have tailed and been backing them. Um, so that I was super happy about. Obviously love Sam Mayer. Was awesome to be on the right side of that. We cashed his head-to-head over Sheldon Creed at minus 110. We had Austin Hill plus 100 over Sheldon Creed. That obviously did not hit because Austin Hill was unfortunately a casualty uh, in that spin with Ty Gibbs. Sam Mayer, four to one, top three. That was a risk, uh, but I was happy for. I was happy with it. Our top fives: Dust in the Wind, Justin Allgaier plus one fifty again, and Austin Hill three to one was, I mean, solid all day. And unfortunately, uh, you know, just a casualty of that wreck. Group C on Caesars: Parker Kligerman plus two ten. Over Josh Berry, Sammy Smith, Ross Chastain. This was the one bet throughout the race that was probably not going to hit, but Parker Kligerman comes away third in this race to cash the group bet. So, like I had mentioned, if we had this race going green, no late race cautions, we were on pace to sweep everything except the group. You know, you look at Justin Allgaier, average running position of 4.9. You look at Austin Hill with an average running position of 4.6. Sam Mayer, 4.7. You know, Ty Gibbs, 1.9. Obviously, he led 32 of 42 laps. So, or however many laps were in this race. Uh, So, pretty impressive stuff. Um, But these road courses have been real kind to us, man. And I'm just pleased to be on the positive side of an outright, even though it may have hurt the rest of the card. But profit is profit, no matter how you look at it. And uh, I'll surely take a Sam Mayer at 16 to one, you know, these books still do not seem to adjust their prices for these guys that have been proven reliable on road courses that have been proven dominant on road courses, especially as of late. I mean, Austin Hill, man, 22 to one and was one of the best cars of the day. So you just got to ride with these drivers that have momentum. And, you know, I'm a big believer in what have you done for me lately because momentum is a real thing, as I mentioned uh, before. And I believe in momentum. I believe in these drivers when they're on their horse. They have the confidence to back it. And especially now, three weeks prior to the playoffs where, yeah, you know, most of these guys that, that we are betting on are locked in. Uh, but you still have these guys that are fighting for position and are trying to get every point that they can to give themselves enough of a buffer. And I'm riding with positive momentum. And I think that... You know, drivers that come through and show me something as of late, uh, I'm probably going to invest in them because momentum is real. So it's unfortunate that we missed on some of these props. I loved the value you were getting with a lot of these drivers. And like I had mentioned last week, this was a very similar card, a lot of the same drivers than the Indy Road Course. But, you know, when you look at it and you just take a look at the numbers and how these guys have performed week in and week out, it it goes to show and you got to go with your gut and you got to back these guys sometimes. So, uh, I was happy with the results, you know, and it would have been interesting to see how this would have shaken out if it hadn't, if it had gone green, uh, especially with the, you know, drivers and, and the fuel situation, what, what, and what was going on there. But, um, congratulations, Sam Mayer, the Xfinity series, so much fun. I I'm a broken record, but it's so much fun. And we love these rivalries, man, between between some of these guys. I mean, Sam Mayer is going to be a Cup Series driver uh, eventually. And 
we're going to see him and Ty Gibbs going at it, I think, uh, for, for a long time. So uh, pretty cool stuff to see those two young guns uh, go at it with each other. Um, and nice to have Sam Mayer on the positive side at 16-1. to 1. Uh, But are you Team Sam, Team Gibbs? I mean, you want to see more? This is what we want to see, man, especially in the Xfinity Series. We want to see the fire out of these guys, and uh, it was definitely encouraging to see here this weekend. But let's talk about some other drivers here. Uh, just some stock up, stock down for the playoffs. Like I said, want to touch on the playoffs uh, this week, being that not going to have too much investment in Daytona. But let's uh, let's let's talk because Sam Mayer does not get much more stock up than this guy right now. Top two in four of the last five races and now fifth in the playoff standings with 10 playoff points, two wins. Uh, that's big time. Big time for Sam Mayer because... You know, like I said, he has been on fire. He's arguably been the hottest driver in the Xfinity Series right now with those finishes. And, you know, I know the road course prowess really speaks to Sam Mayer's performance, um, but he's been able to do it. And he's been able to come through more times than not. I mean, you know, it's been here. It was Michigan. I mean, Pocono was runner up. Uh, He was fifth at Atlanta and poses to be a potential threat at Daytona this weekend. Uh, So, you know. Sam Mayer, man, has just really found it, and he's buckled down. He's on his horse, so it does not get much more stock up uh, for Sam Mayer. I'm interested in his championship price. I'm actually going to take a little look here. Last time I checked, it was nine to one. A little, not too, not too happy, not too happy about that. Um, but he is nine to one, and uh, sits right behind Cole Custer there at six. So. Interesting number, um, but Sam Mayer has certainly thrown his hat into this thing, and I know we got one road course on the schedule for the playoffs at, at the Charlotte Roval, but you know he's going to be a threat. So certainly watch out for Sam Mayer if he can keep this momentum up, and you know hopefully not get squashed at Daytona. I think uh, I think you're looking at a potential dark horse to really make some noise here. Have to talk about Parker Kligerman because Parker Kligerman has really nutted up recently five straight top 10 finishes now just three points under the cutoff under the cut line huge couple of weeks for Parker and even this past weekend at Watkins Glen there was an issue NASCAR actually screwed up uh, the running order on that final restart where Parker lined up ninth he was supposed to line up third something like that so Parker could have been could have had an even bigger day potentially uh, coming away with a win Uh, you know especially knowing that Sam took out uh, Ty Gibbs. If 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 Parker Kligerman was in the catbird seat, much like Sheldon Creed, Josh Berry were, who knows what could have happened? Parker could have be, could potentially be locked in. Um, but for a guy who has really had to work for these finishes, um, it's really awesome to see this team and Parker, who has been around the block, has finally got the opportunity to run full time in Xfinity, make the most of his chances. Uh, it was actually announced on Thursday that he will return to big machine racing full-time in 2024, so he's going to get another run at it. Uh, but Parker's a guy I'm really looking at. I have looked at him. I talked the shit up about him at Watkins Glen. I was super happy he came through for us. Um, I think Parker is going to make the ch- I think Parker is going to make the playoffs. You know, again, what have you done for me lately? And Parker has been able to take advantage and come through in the tracks that I think he and the team expected to come through at 
being the road courses, Daytona poses another real good opportunity for these guys not knowing what could happen. Um, but Parker Kligerman is uh, certainly a driver to watch with a lot of stock going up, especially when you look at a guy like Riley Herbst who needed everything not to happen at Watkins Glen, and it happened. 35th after suspension issues, and now just three points to the good in the playoff hunt. It was looking real good for Riley Herbst over the last couple of weeks. He had a stretch of a couple of top six finishes, um, but again, just some stuff out of his control happening, and now he is single digits, man, top the playoff cut line. feel like he was 40, 45 points like a week ago, and here we are now. Because um, when you miss out on stage points like that, it's not easy, uh, especially when Creed and Kligerman are able to rack stage points like they are and like they have been able to, you know, over the last couple of weeks. But you take a look at the races left, the results for Herps last year, 15th at Daytona, 34th at Darlington, 16th at Kansas. So not the best. Riley Herps has been able to have these instances of good finishes I still believe he could be a borderline top five car every week without incident but that's the big thing incident and incident has always seemed to occur for Riley Herbst Um, so it's unfortunate but uh, the stock is down for Riley and now he's really gonna now he and the team are really gonna have to uh, put it together and avoid these things because another 35th place finish another mechanical wreck whatever that takes him out uh, is going to really spew for disaster and could be on the outside looking in especially with a driver of his caliber in my opinion Um, you know it's unfortunate but uh, Riley Herbst the stock is down Parker Kligerman the stock is up another driver got to talk about him got to talk about him Justin Allgaier doesn't matter he's had the fastest car However many races now it's been in a row, whatever. He's had arguably one of the fastest cars for the last four weeks, uh, but has not had the finishes to show for it. And stock has to be down on Justin Allgaier because he could have three to four wins right now and be there with John Hunter Niemicek and Austin Hill challenging for the regular season championship and inserting himself into that equation as a potential big three for the title. One top 10 in the last five races, again, despite having such fast race cars, I mean... It always seems to happen with Allgaier. It happened here at Watkins Glen. Spins out. Uh, some contact in the in the chicane in the bus stop and unfortunately uh, gets wrecked. I mean, had a really solid day at, at the Indianapolis road course. But then we go back to, you know, Road America and what ensued there. Michigan. I mean, just instance after instance over the last couple of weeks. You know, Justin Allgaier has just been his own worst enemy. And the team has been their own worst enemy. The speed is there. It's no question how fast that seven car is. Um, But when you don't have the results to show for it and the points that follow, it becomes difficult. Um, So I'm impressed that Justin Allgaier has been able to continue bringing fast cars and running well, but hasn't been able to put it together. And more times than not, that's been the case over the last five weeks. So stock has to be down on Justin Allgaier despite the speed that that team has brought. Um, and it's just a shame because I love Justin Allgaier, man. I would love to see him win a championship here in the Xfinity Series, just down to earth and one of the serious veterans in in the series. So uh, 
it's long overdue for Allgaier, but things like this are not going to help his case, especially when you have Austin Hill, John Hunter, Nemechek still just churning away at the top. And that brings us to that question. Who takes the regular season crown? Is it going to be Austin Hill? Is it going to be John Hunter Nemechek? Right now, Austin Hill has about a nine-point advantage over John Hunter in the regular season uh, battle. Justin Allgaier is there 34 points behind. And again, if if he was able to have these finishes, he'd be right there with these two with just one win this year. So... A lot of opportunity lost for Allgaier, but I digress. Austin Hill versus John Hunter Nemechek. Hill, obviously, um, well, John Hunter, actually, obviously, uh, with five wins. Austin Hill, four. Uh, Hill has a series-leading 13 top fives. John Hunter Nemechek with 11. Nemechek, five stage wins. Austin Hill, three stage wins. Justin Allgaier, eight stage wins. I mean, just a shame, man. We could have a serious big three battle right now but um enough Justin Allgaier uh who's gonna get it I personally think it's gonna be Austin Hill I really do um I'll tell you why obviously Daytona this week Hill's won two of the last three at Daytona betting favorite plus 380 on Caesars and then everybody else is 10 to 1 or longer hello um (laughs) that's telling you man Uh, I bet him in Atlanta and I'm not going into it this weekend uh but I do think it's going to be Austin Hill. I know John Hunter Nemechek's got the more wins, and when it comes to these tracks like Darlington, Kansas, John Hunter probably poses a bigger threat than uh, Austin Hill. However, you know, Austin Hill has just been the king of consistency, and I think with top five finishes, uh, he'll be able to he'll be able to get this done. You know, things can happen with John Hunter Nemechek as they could for Austin Hill. But uh, I just think with what Austin Hill has been able to do and how every single week he has been able to finish, uh, I think that that is the biggest advantage for him. But if you're looking at John Hunter Nemechek and you're a big believer in good juju, John Hunter Nemechek, uh, he and his wife were blessed with their second child this week. So... John Hunter Nemechek, riding that in his family life. If you're a believer in good juju, that certainly means something. Um, But John Hunter, probably been the best car all year. But I think it's going to be Austin Hill that that takes it. Um, I, I I would put my money on Austin Hill to win the regular season championship over John Hunter Nemechek. I just think that Hill is going to be able to be consistent enough to get it. You know, John Hunter... I mean, look, he could so he, he could wreck out here at Daytona this weekend, uh, and Austin Hill could be in victory circle. You know, could be vice versa. But I think that I think that the first scenario is is far more uh, realistic. You know, at the chaos that's going to be Daytona this weekend. Um, but it's a tight battle. It has been all year. I like Austin Hill. You know, he too with a little bit of a chip on his shoulder. You don't you don't want to make a country boy mad, which is kind of what Sam Mayer did. So. Uh, Austin Hill now driving with a little bit of a fire under his ass, maybe. Uh, could that spark a little bit of danger to the rest of the field, uh, especially just knowing how friggin' good he is? Um, so I'm going to put my stock in Austin Hill over John Hunter Nemechek to be the regular season champion. Those playoff points obviously are huge, and one of these guys are going to get it. So whoever's going to get it is going to have that inherent advantage come playoff time at the start of the round of 12. So. 
it's going to be fun. You know, these next couple of races, Daytona, Darlington, Kansas. I mean, could you pick? Honestly, could you have a better stretch, especially with these road courses that that have happened with Indy Road and uh, Watkins Glen? I mean, man, it's just going to it's going to be a barn burner of a show these last couple of weeks to see what happens. And, you know, you look at the you look at the cutoff line uh, with guys like Parker Kligerman, you know, Brandon Jones is 61 points back. Brett Moffitt is 109. Kaz Grala 166. It's going to take somebody to win outside of Parker Kligerman to usurp one of these guys because I don't see Brandon Jones doing anything as he has all year. Um, and obviously, Brett Moffitt, Kaz Grala, that's not going to happen uh, unless they get a win here at Daytona, which could happen, I guess. But uh, it's going to be a race between Parker, Herbst, Sheldon Creed, Daniel Hemrick. Hemrick 28 in 10th, Sheldon Creed plus 22 in 11th, and then as I had mentioned, Riley Herbst plus three uh, in 12th. So, you know, it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be a tight battle because one, it takes one race to flip the script, and I think it's gonna it's gonna happen to one of these guys. But I think Austin Hill gets the regular season championship. I like Parker Kligerman to insert himself in the playoff race. As much I don't want to. S- Man, it's tough because, like, I believe in Riley Herbst probably over Sheldon Creed as a talent, honestly. But, man, I don't want to put my stock in any of those two. <laughs> Just without the season's gone, man. Um, but I would have to – I, th- man, I think Sheldon Creed's going to be the guy that's on the outside looking in. I'm sorry, I do. That's probably what my gut – that's what my gut's going to tell me, and that's what I'm going to – that's what I'm going to stick with. Um, I think Sheldon Creed is going to be on the outside looking in. I think Parker, Riley, Herbst are going to make it. I think Sheldon Creed is going to be the oddball out uh, and unfortunately miss the playoffs. I just think his performance on intermediates this year has not been the best. I think Riley Herbst can find something, and he's at least been able to show quality speed uh, at some of these intermediates here. So uh, we'll see what happens. But that's a little playoff, uh, little playoff preview for you. A little stock up, stock down. I do want to touch upon Daytona real quick. Don't want to leave you guys hanging. Uh, that would not be fair because you guys come for the bets. So I'm still going to give you some names here, run through the odds board, and see what see what you could attack. But the Wawa 250 at Daytona. Race number 24 of the year. 100 laps going for 30, 30, and 40 laps for the stages. Three races remaining in the regular season, as I had mentioned. And just some notables here in the field for this race. Justin Haley is back in the number 10 car for Colleg Racing. Trevor Bain returns to the number 19 for Joe Gibbs Racing. Also returning to the Xfinity Series, Jordan Anderson is back in the number 27 for Jordan Anderson Racing. Uh, Larry Larry McReynolds is actually going to be on the pit box uh, for Jordan Anderson in this race, so that's actually uh, pretty awesome. Jeb Burton, the driver who's usually in the number 27, is actually paying homage to his father, Ward Burton, uh, piloting the number 22 entry for Jordan Anderson Racing. That's an awesome, awesome paint scheme, awesome uh, tribute to his father. Jeffrey Earnhardt's back in the number 45 for Alpha Prime Racing, and Natalie Decker in the number 53 for Emerlin Gase. Jeremy Clements, the defending winner of this race, 66 to 1 on Bet365 right now, 60 to 1 on Caesars, but Again, it's one of these drivers, one of these long shots could come in and spoil the party for everybody else. It was Sheldon, it was uh, Sheldon Creep. Jeremy Clements last year. Can we find that driver this year? 
Maybe. Maybe. Let's look at the odds board here right now. I talked about Austin Hill. He's plus 350 to win this race. Justin Allgaier is plus 850. Justin Haley is 10 to 1. Trevor Bain is 12 to 1, along with Josh Berry, Sheldon Creed, and John Hunter Nemechek. Sam Mayer, 14 to 1. Daniel Hemrick, Chandler Smith, Parker Kligerman, Cole Custer, 15 to 1. Brandon Jones is 20 to 1. Jeb Burton, 22 to 1. Sammy Smith, 28 to 1. Riley Herbst, 30 to 1. Jordan Anderson, 40 to 1. Brett Moffitt, Parker Retzloff, Anthony Alfredo, 50 to 1. I mentioned Jeremy Clements. There it's 60 to 1, as is Ryan Sieg, Kaz Grala. And then you get to the 100 to 1 range with Kyle Weatherman, uh, JJ Yaley, and others down the board. So, again, you look at Austin Hill, plus 350, hefty, hefty, hefty. He was priced similarly at Atlanta. He was plus 250. We friggin' bet him. Uh, and that wasn't the right decision because you saw what happened. Every driver decided to just leave Austin Hill on, his, on an island of his own to try and figure it out himself. Obviously, Daytona. Traditional super speedway races differently, um, but Austin Hill, you know, the numbers back it up. He's, he's a super speedway god, but I would not bet him. I just wouldn't. Uh, there are other drivers to be had here, um, despite how awesome Austin Hill has been. It's Daytona, and there's a lot on the line for, for some of these drivers just a couple weeks uh, from the playoffs. I mean, in this race last year, Austin Hill, John Hunter Nemechek, Justin Allgaier, how ironic. You take look at take a look at the top three, you know, fighting for fighting for a chip right now. Um, interestingly enough. So uh, Austin Hill, not a guy I would look. Justin Haley. You know, Justin Haley, always a threat to win on super speedways. He was the Austin Hill before Austin Hill and while Justin Haley was in the Xfinity series, who just dominated on every super speedway there was um, that 10 car was really good at Atlanta. Justin Haley was on the verge of winning that race. Um, so he's a driver I like at 10 to one. I think it's a, I think it's a fair price for a proven driver uh, on these tracks. Uh, I would certainly give Justin Haley a look. He's, he brings the experience and, you know, has nothing to lose. So uh, he's a guy I would look at at 10 to 1. I mean, you look at some of these other guys that had notable uh, finishes. I actually want to take a look at the true performance ranks as well, um, courtesy of winTheRace.info for, for these guys on super speedways. And I look at a guy like Ryan Sieg, man. Ryan Sieg uh, at the 60 to 1 range. So he could, Ryan Sieg is a guy that, you know, we talk about who could be the Jeremy Clements of last year. Uh, I think Ryan Sieg could be that guy. Um, he finished eighth in this race here uh, to be the beginning of the season in the Beef It's What's for Dinner 300 and, you know, had an average running position of 14.2, was as high as second place in that race. I mean, Ryan Sieg, I feel like, is always in the running on these super speedway races. So 60 to one for Ryan Sieg. He's got the fifth best true performance rank on super speedways this year. Uh, I don't mind that. I think it's a good price. Brett Moffitt's another guy I look at. Uh, he's at 50 to one. He's a driver who a win would lock him in to the playoffs. You know, he, he could be there. He could be there. I don't mind Brett Moffitt there at 50 to 1. Uh, he has the eighth 
best true performance amongst uh, Xfinity regulars in or on super speedways rather. And, you know, Brett Moffitt is one of those guys who I feel like his name always his name always is appearing up on that leaderboard. He's been able to be consistent on like the road courses, for example. Um, but I think Brett Moffitt is certainly a guy to look at if you're looking for uh, one of those long shot bets. He is 50 to one on Caesars. I mean, he finished sixth at Atlanta one. Uh, he was 12th at Talladega. He was 11th at Atlanta too. Um, he's been able to finish these races. So 50 to one, I don't mind for Brett Moffitt. We're looking at long shots here, guys, because it's it's just too unpredictable to, to really put a pin on what these guys are going to do. I mean, honestly. Um, so... You know, I think Brett Moffitt is a, is a driver to certainly look. Uh, I mean, you look at Parker Kligerman, 15 to 1 for Parker, seventh best true performance uh, amongst Xfinity Series regulars. I think Parker Kligerman could potentially be a driver, especially with the, with the forward momentum. You talk about what have you done for me lately. You look at those uh, five straight top 10 finishes. His price at 15 to 1, uh, I think, is fair because I think he could be a serious driver. And a serious player here. He was fourth at Atlanta 1, third at Talladega, eighth at Atlanta 2. So all but the all but the beef it's what for what's for dinner 300. And he started second in that race, uh, believe it or not, as well. Um, Parker Kligerman, I like actually a lot this weekend again. Um, so 15 to 1, I think, is a fair bet for Parker. He's certain he's certainly a driver that I would back. Um, but again, you're looking for long shots, you know, I wish I had more for you, uh, in the betting market here, but it's just, it's, it's way too unpredictable, especially now being through it. Um, like I have, it's just this type of racing is not conducive for, for betting in my opinion. Um, and with all the games we've, we have made, I just feel like it would be a little irresponsible, um, you know, to kind of go for it and, and, and look for it. But, you know, I mentioned some of those guys, you know, your super, super long shots like Ryan Sieg, uh, Brett Moffitt. I do think Justin Haley and Parker, Parker Kligerman are the two guys that I'm really looking at in the outright that I think pose a real threat that aren't your typical favorites, like your Austin Hill, you know, even Justin Allgaier, uh, John Hunter Nemechek, like your big three guys, right? Uh, I think Parker 15 to 1 and I think Justin Haley 10 to 1 are are really solid plays. Um so those are the two guys I would look at seriously in that market. Uh and then you look at like Ryan, you look at Ryan Sieg, you look at Brett Moffitt, um take a look at their top 5 numbers uh just for shits and gigs. Uh we have uh, we have Brett Moffitt at six to one. We have Ryan Sieg at plus six fifty. So pretty good numbers as well, uh, if you're looking in the prop market there. But I would ride with Justin Haley. I would ride with Parker Kligerman. And then if you're looking at you know some long shots, I mean you're you're throwing darts here, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I think Ryan Sieg and Brett Moffitt are the two drivers that really jump out at me that I think have shown stuff on super speedways that could potentially get there uh, to shock the world and burst the playoff bubble. So that all remains to be seen. Luckily, we've got two races after the fact to uh, get back to it. And 
put together some more bets and cash some more winners. So that's going to do it for the show today. I know it was a little bit different, uh, but did want to touch on the playoffs, did want to take that opportunity to get into it. Uh, So I appreciate you guys as always. But before we go, you can support the NASCAR betting preview show every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern on Twitter Spaces. Make sure you're following at Derek Yoder underscore and tune in every Wednesday for all of the betting insight you need to gain an edge on race day. And be sure to follow the new NASCAR betting preview show Twitter account at NASCAR BPS to stay connected on what all the guys are doing, the shows and everything in between that's going on with the NASCAR betting preview show. A lot of really exciting stuff going on and, you know, We're going to keep riding it until the end of the season here because there's a lot of real awesome stuff happening. Uh, Have to thank our presenting sponsor, Atlas Hair. Use promo code NASCAR for 20% off your entire order purchase there. So let's put a bow on this thing and tear down, ladies and gentlemen. If you're going to be betting this weekend, good luck. (laughs) You can follow me on Twitter at MVBachman, on TikTok at the Mike Bach. If I put out any plays, they will be there. Um... For more betting insight and analysis across the great sport of NASCAR, that's where to find me. Uh, but let's have a let's ha- let's enjoy this one, man. Let's enjoy this one. We're gearing up towards playoff time. It's getting really exciting. The racing is getting that much better, and it's going to be interesting to see who comes out on top. If we get a typical race winner like an Austin Hill or a Justin Haley, uh, potentially even who knows, maybe Justin Allgaier can, can finally enter victory circle again Um, or if we're going to get one of these guys that just absolutely obstructs and bursts the playoff bubble regardless what happens we're going to be talking about it next week we'll be recapping this race and preview in darlington one of my favorite tracks so ladies and gentlemen hope you have a great weekend be safe with whatever you're doing we'll talk to you next week i'm out